0: today's message is really going to be geared toward men, and uh, women too, but uh, mostly toward men, and when uh, people, uh, they think of Jesus, they just think of this real, uh, this nice safe guy, you know, is always walking around with a, a lamb, and always carrying it around, and giving candy to kids and stuff, and they, 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 you know, it's like if you've seen the pictures, he's a blonde haired blue eyed guy, you know. <laughs> but uh, I just want you to understand that uh, Jesus is safe. He is full of love. More love than you actually realize. More love than I have experienced in my life. But yet, there's a thing that uh, Jesus is. He's the greatest warrior that ever walked this earth. And if you look at the Old Testament, there are uh, all these um, metaphors that describe Jesus himself. It says, our God, he is our fortress. He is our shield. He is our shelter. He is our redeemer. He is our rock. He's our savior. He's our salvation. He is a consuming fire. If you want to turn to, uh, and this will be on um, PowerPoint, but uh, if you want to turn to Exodus chapter 15, this is something that a lot of people don't even understand about God, don't understand about Jesus. Exodus chapter 15. Glory to God. Glory to God. Exodus 15. Look at what it says there. It says the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Glory to God. You know, a lot of times we don't think that. We just think that, uh, oh, he's going to help me. He's, He's this, but you know, he is the consuming fire, and if you read in Revelation about when John saw him in his glory, he saw his eyes aflame of fire, and he's wearing a robe dipped in blood. He he's, has a sword that comes out of his mouth. He's, he's awesome. He is the greatest warrior, and we see all throughout the Old Testament, uh, his prophets are warriors also. We take a look at Joshua, and Joshua did what? He went and... Took over the promised land. The whole thing is about war. Taking over. Taking over. We see that most of... uh, We'll go back to uh, 2 Samuel 23. And we see David's mighty men there. There's 37 of them that are listed there. And sometimes they have the exploits that these men did. They're remarkable. I mean, God is putting these things down to... Let us understand a part of him that most of the time we overlook, that he's a warrior. He is a warrior. Look at the Old Testament prophets. Moses, even though Moses didn't have a sword, but he stood against the whole nation. He was in a spiritual battle. And you and I are in a spiritual battle today, right now. And look at this. We have Samson. And for you ladies, we have Deborah Jael. And you have Esther. (laughs) But look at the warriors that God is talking about. He's talking about Gideon, Samuel, Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah. And in the New Testament, it continues. Matthew, Peter, John, Paul. And that didn't stop. Because you and I are called to be warriors. Women, princess warriors too, but this is mostly for the men. You and I live in a spiritual battlefield. Every time you open your eyes, you're in a war. Every time you close your eyes, you're still, the battle rages no matter where you are. The Bible tells us as soldiers of Christ that we are to endure hardship. Amen? He says, fight the good fight of faith. He says, we don't fight against flesh and blood. He says, put on the full armor of God. He says, through Christ, we're more than conquerors. Through Christ, we've overcome the world. We've overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we didn't love our lives even unto death. That's actually in the Bible, you know. God created you and me to be conquerors to move forward and to be overcomers and actually the truth is we come alive when we realize we're fighting for something beyond ourselves the problem is that we have a spiritual enemy too amen he wants to distract us and he does a really good job he wants to distract you from your God given cause he wants you to abandon your post. He doesn't want you to do anything that God is asking you to do. He does not want you to fulfill your purpose in life. But God has gifted you. He's gifted me. He's anointed us. He's given us passion. He's given us abilities for us to be planted in this time in history so that we can actually fulfill the purpose That we were created for. And every warrior has a cause. Come on. Men we don't just fight to fight. We fight because we have a cause. And it's a cause that you're willing to die for. Because if you don't have a cause. That you're willing to die for. You will not truly live. And those people I think that what we've we've discovered that a lot, of, a lot of men have abandoned the cause. Especially in church. If, if you go around in most churches, women are doing most of the stuff. Men. What happens is men, uh, men, here. this is on the outline, or this is up here. A warrior who has abandoned his cause has become passive passive we have a biblical example of this and it started right in the first couple chapters of the Bible in Genesis and in Genesis we have this question why did God create man first it's because he didn't want any advice Well, (laughs) however, Mamie said, no, that's not it. (laughs) She says that God looked at it and said, I can do a lot better. I'll create a woman. (laughs) (laughs) But we do see that God created man first and out of his rib, he created woman. But they weren't, you know, we know what's going to happen here. Together, they were supposed to rule and reign. Together. He said that, you know, man, you really can't do it by yourself. I'm going to give you a helpmate. Hello? But the key is, they were supposed to have dominion over the earth. Rule. They, both, together. That's important for us to understand. He said, go out and subdue it, multiply. Amen? But there was a tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. And then there was a serpent coming in and said, what did he really say? Did he really say? But what happened is Eve sinned. She took a bite. Look what it says here. She took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some of it to her husband. Where was he? He wasn't overworking somewhere else in the garden, being busy. What did he do? He was with her and he ate it too. This was a time when Adam was supposed to draw the sword. He said, No, hon. God has something much better for us. We'll just leave this alone. But what did he do? He kept his sword in the sheath and did nothing. And this is the sin of passivity right here. He abandoned his post which is really what he did. And that's what so many men do in the battle. When the battle comes, they abandon the post. This is, this is, this is look, look at this scripture. Because this isn't the first time, look at this next scripture here. It's found in, Pro, in the book of Psalms. And this is when Saul uh, and the Philistines were fighting and the Philistines overran Israel. And this is when they captured the Ark of the Covenant. And it says the warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of battle. They were armed. They were armed with their bows. But they fled when it came to the battle. See God has created us men with a warrior heart. He created us not to be passive, but have passion. Because a passion inside a warrior's heart will cause him to do great exploits. And there are two extremes on a warrior who abandons his cause. I want you to understand this. One of them is the warrior becomes passive. The second one is just as ugly. A warrior who abandons his cause becomes abusive. And we see this also in the Old Testament. You see King Saul. King Saul is actually doing a lot of things that God is asking him to do. But then here comes David. David kills Goliath. So he's now a war hero. And so everybody's starting to sing about David. And he's good with music too. And instead of actually fulfilling his purpose, Saul starts focusing on David. And he what? He becomes not passive, but he becomes aggressive. And he wants to kill him. And in 1 Samuel we read that Saul sent men to go get David and told him, bring him back here up on his bed so I'll kill him and destroy him. <laughs> Saul's not passive, he's aggressive. <laughs> well, how does this work? I think what happens is that men come to a realization that they're not living the life that they thought they should be living, and then they start getting angry because they don't want to actually take the responsibility themselves, and so they start to lash out with people around them, people who they really love. And they start hurting. But God has (laughs) created something different for us here at Community Life Church, right? You know why? Because he wants you to wake up every morning... Passive, not passive, passionate for the heavenly calling that's on our lives. I want you to wake up and say, I was made for this. God really wants us to tap into things that we already have in him. He's placed within us this passion. He's, He's placed within us this courage, this great, unbelievable insight of knowing that we 're fighting for a kingdom that will like we heard today, never end, never end, you know you can tell a guy that really knows what he 's doing here he's got he's passionate for the Lord and he's advancing the kingdom of God. you can hear it in his voice, you can actually see it in his eyes and it's it's actually quite attractive he's he's courageous, <laughs> almost dangerous to tell you the truth. <laughs> And Jesus is a great example of this. Amen? He came because he knew what he came for. He knew that the cause he came for was him to die. And he knew the reason he came. He said, he said this. He says, I came to bind up the brokenhearted. He said, I came to proclaim freedom to those who are captive. I've, I've come to release the prisoners. And he says, I have an enemy who's real, who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come to give them life and have it more abundantly. He says, if, I'm, if you're hungry, I'm the bread of life. If you're thirsty, I'm the living water. I'm here to do the Father's will. Amen? A warrior captured by God's cause is lit with passion and it consumes us. As Jesus drew a line in the sand, really what he did, he said, no more. He, he's, he's the ultimate warrior. Men, you are created for a cause. A cause to fight for. And until we're willing to find that cause... Because there's a a cause. There's a a general will of God which everybody follows. Everybody can move into it. And then there's a specific will of God for your particular life. And you have to actually pray and ask God about that to find it. And it takes time sometimes. Amen? Find out what is the reason I was created. What is the specific cause that you have me to go for, Lord? Because then when you do... You'll have this passion. You'll have this passion. This is something. There's, there's, when, when you understand God's cause, when you understand it, there's two parts. There's two parts. You become a passionate warrior, and a passionate warrior has, look at this, someone to protect. We don't just fight, amen, and we don't fight for ourselves. We fight for those ones that we love. Amen? <laughs> There's something about it. When you understand that, you you have this inward courage, inward knowledge. You, you know that I'm called to be the hero in this circumstance. I'm called to be the hero in this particular battle. It's pretty awesome. We're called to sacrifice our lives for our brides, isn't it? Jesus did. We are called to fight not just for ourselves, and it's an honor to protect someone that you love. A true honor, you know. And it's my honor would be to give my life for my wife, and my kids, and my grandkids, and then for this church. That's the order. God, family, church. Important for us. If I saved this whole city and lost my family, I'd be a complete failure. Nehemiah, look at this scripture. He tells the men to go fight. Go fight! He doesn't say go fight so you won't be embarrassed. He says, Nehemiah 4, 14, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. You have a heart of a warrior. and You fight for somebody that you love. You want to protect them. And this is really important for us to understand. You and I are empowered by God already to do this. This isn't something that you go and find. You have this within you right now. We are anointed by God to take this place, to take this position. We are anointed by God to lead. We are anointed by God to conquer. We are anointed by God to fulfill his purpose on this earth for ourselves. You and I are anointed to do this. A warrior protects physically. Amen? <laughs> how many would say, uh, no hesitation, no question, I, I would, I'm would. i going to protect my family physically? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not a difficult question. I'd lay down my life for them, huh? But how many are we of us are willing to live to protect our family. It's easy to to be bold enough to think, and even during that moment to lay down your life for your family. But you know the the real question is are you willing to live for your family to protect them? It, I mean our society is full of lawlessness. Do you understand that? Lawlessness. And we have to be on guard to protect our families and the things we love. Sure, we protect physically. There's no question about that. But the next two thoughts are really where the rubber hits the road. And look at this. It's up on the PowerPoint. A warrior protects spiritually. A warrior protects spiritually. That's what we're called to do. And are you protecting your loved ones spiritually? This is, this is the real question. God's actually placed this requirement on you and I. It's a requirement. But here's the key, like we've said before. We have these weapons which the Bible declares are divinely powerful. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds and destroying everything that rises up against the knowledge of God. We have that delivered to us already. Are we doing it? Are we? I mean, God is challenging us. And it's important that we step into what He has for us. We fight with what? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We fight with the helmet of salvation. Remember Ephesians chapter 6? Breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, belt of truth. Amen? That's what we fight for. It's the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Amen? Are we protecting the ones we love? Are we? Uh, are, Are we like the soldiers of Ephraim? When the battle comes we run away. Again, this society is full of lawlessness. And your kids will be coming and say, Well, everybody's doing it, Dad. Everybody. Everybody's doing it, Dad. Your answer is I don't care if everybody's doing it in this house, we're not. Amen. We're walking in the ways of God. You need to pour the word of God into your children. They're facing things that you and I never faced. Ever. But praise God, our role is to protect spiritually. This is our, the church, it, the church is a supplement to what you do at home. We need to understand that. We're enforcing what you're teaching at home. The home life is the number one influence in a child's life. Number one. But when they come here on Sunday and they hear what you're saying, it's reinforcing exactly the same thing. You're going to put a backbone in them so that when they do face what they have to face, they'll be a warrior with a cause. We have to nourish our families spiritually. And this is the key. Are we willing to do that? We, we, listen, men, do you know what a leader is? Leader doesn't mean you know all the answers. Just say, I'm not sure, hon. Let's pray about it. Or... Get in this book and find out what God is saying on that very specific thing. Lord, help me here. I'm not exactly sure what to do, but you've anointed me to do it. You've anointed me to lead. You've anointed me. You've given me passion in my heart for your kingdom. And, Lord, you've called me to protect my loved ones. Physically, no problem. Piece of cake. Spiritually, Lord, I need some help here. This is what we have to be. We have to be honest. But a leader would be willing to lead his family saying, I don't know, hon, let's let's pray about that. Or your children. Same thing. You know what? We're gonna find what, what the Bible says. That's leading. You didn't have an answer. You don't know the answer. But you have a phone. Hey Siri, where does it say? <laughs> Do you know how easy that is? We hey old timers. <laughs> We had books all to look everything up. Books and books and books. And you have to go through these. That This typing is this small. And it's like, geez. Now you can just say, Siri, where does it say? Here he comes. But here's the problem. AI, who's the god of this world? Satan is the god of this world. Do you think that they have a little bit of idea about the AI and how to give false information and act like it's true? Did God really say? People in China are rewriting the Bible. I just heard, I just read this morning about a person who is very uh, in the upper echelons of the Catholic Church Uh, saying that uh, Jesus was a racist, but he he asked God to forgive him of his sin. Did you read that too? Yeah. Catholic Church, folks. This is why I don't trust AI, but I trust this written book because there's going to come a time when AI is going to rewrite the Bible altogether. And if you have a paper Bible, you're going to be able to find out what is true, hold on to what is true. Men, we have to guard the hearts of our family, our wives, our children. We have to guard their hearts. We have to be willing to know when to step in and say, I don't care if everybody in the world is doing this. We're not doing it at this house. Because Joshua says, choose this day who you'll serve, but for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Joshua has his name written in the book, amen? <laughs> Here's what the Bible says in Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 10 verse 12, Who says, Be strong and let us show ourselves courageous for the sake of our people and for the cities of our God. And then God created you with the heart of a warrior. And you have someone to protect. Amen? The passionate warrior has someone to protect, and the passionate warrior has a kingdom to advance. A kingdom to advance. What does it say in Matthew? Matthew 12, or 11, verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. The kingdom of God is advancing by men of God, women of God, with their swords drawn and standing on the front lines because we have a kingdom to advance. But I think what's happened is a lot of men are advancing their own kingdom. And it's this is a warrior will build his kingdom or God's kingdom. That's important for us to really look at. Which one are we building? Really? Because there is no in between. If you're building your own kingdom, you're building Wood, hay, and stubble. Then it'll be burned up. It'll be burned up. I don't want my whole life's work when I stand in front of Jesus to be tried by fire and then it all burn up. That he'd look at me and say, You wasted your life. I don't want that. We're empowered by God. Men, we, we are, we, this is who we are. We are empowered by God. We have it, this whole society, this whole culture, the world culture, the whole thing is that men are weak and dumb. Watch a commercial. Watch a commercial. The women are the smart ones, the men are dumb. Do you know that that's subtly telling you you aren't who you really were created to be? You and I are created in the image of God. You are a man because he says, this is who you are. He has put courage within inside of each one of us. Strength beyond what we even think we're capable of. And we don't want to be like the soldiers of Ephraim. Even though they had their bows, they had their weapons, they have everything, they ran in the day of battle. There's a guy that's listed in David's Mighty Men. His name is Shammah. He stood in a bean field Stood in a bean field. The Philistines came to destroy everybody. And he by himself, because of the courage he showed, the anointing of God came on him and he repelled the enemy. Jonathan and his armor bearer climbs up a craggy rock to go in. There's the Philistines up there. And he, he says to his armor bearer, if they call us up, we're going. If they say we're coming down, well... We're going to get killed. (laughs) But the armor bearer says, whatever's in your heart, let's do. They have a cause, folks, willing to die for it. They said, come on up here and we'll show you a couple things. It says they killed 40 guys in a matter of a half an acre. Hmm. It was in him. He didn't know what was going to happen. The armor bearer didn't know what was going to happen. He said, whatever's in your heart, let's do. God has anointed you and I to be passionate warriors for his kingdom. We can't be defeated. Amen? We'll get to that. <laughs> this a great... Uh, British evangelist said this. It's, it's up here. Ralph uh, Redpath. What a name. Before you can pray, Lord, your kingdom come, we must be willing to pray, my kingdom go. <laughs> it's only the power of Jesus Christ that we overcome the world. And it's available to everybody. Everybody who calls on his name. What is it that... We read First John. We did a study on First John here. He says, what, what's, what is the word? Yeah, all summer long. <laughs> but what does he say? Was in the, what's, what's in the world system? It, it, it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. It's distracting people from the call of God. It's distracting the church. And what happens is that people are abandoning their posts, chasing after this. But we are created by God to fight for something that is eternal, that will last forever forever. You know, it comes to a place where I always put myself in these kind of positions and I think eternally. And I think about my action. And I think about what effect does that have in eternity? When the curtain is pulled back and when I stand before him, he runs a, a movie or flashes of my life, a life review. Am I going to stand there and say, Lord, you strengthened me to do that? You strengthened me to do that. It was the passion you placed in my heart. Or is it going to come to a place where I'm like the soldiers of Ephraim? And he's saying, you had everything you needed to conquer that, and you ran away. Everything. Every situation. Every situation. The disciples think they're going to die. It's a storm. These are professional fishermen. Anybody ever watch the, what is it called, the catch something? What is it? Deadliest catch. Anybody watch that? Those dudes go through some stuff. I mean, they know when it's bad. These were professional fishermen. They wake Jesus up He said, don't you even care we're dying? And Jesus, it's a real situation. It's a real situation. They're going to die. This thing, by themselves, without the help of God, they're going to die. And they're freaking out, and so they wake him up. And what did Jesus do? He goes, where's your faith? It's a true emergency. But just like you and I, We've been given everything that's needed for every situation that we'll ever be in. That's why it's so important for us to know him. Where's your faith? I don't want him to say that to me. Things caving in on me looks bad. You know, Peter says, shut up, start bailing. He said we're going over to the other side. That's what they should have said. (laughs) Wake him up. Which kingdom are we building, guys? Which kingdom do you build out in the workplace? Are you standing for the truth? All these little comments, are you kind of like the soldiers of Ephraim? I just won't say anything. safe that way. Or do you say, I don't believe in such carrying on. A man's a man, a woman's a woman. Listen, men don't make good women and women don't make good men. (laughs) We are created to be a spiritual warrior. We're to stand for truth. We're passionate about the things that last forever. And we have to have that eternal mindset. We have to really say, this is true. All of it. This is true. And you read this, you see great courage, especially when you read the Old Testament. Oh my gosh. Think about the courage of the people that get thrown in the Colosseum to be eaten by a lion. I'm afraid to tell the people that work it's wrong. Sometimes we're just too soft. We've been sold a bill of goods by saying, Jesus is just a nice guy. He's carrying around that lamb. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. You're a warrior. Women, you're a warrior too. I named three women that were tremendous, powerful women of God out of the Old Testament. JL, what did she do? She drove a stake through a man's head. A king that was attacking the... <laughs> yeah, we did a Mother's Day thing about J.L. <laughs> Standing for the truth. But men, we're to lead. The women are supposed to follow. But they're also supposed to help us when we mess up. And, hey, none of us got it right. Completely. You know what? I go, what do you think of that? Shall we do this or, or what? I, I I you know think I know it's it's scriptural what we can do, but you got something better. <laughs> and she might give me another view to look at, which makes me smarter. It's it's like a general and they're making a plan of attack. And he's getting this idea. And here comes somebody from the front line and says, no, here's, here's what they're doing right now. Does that general say, hey, get him out of here. He's just trying to take my place. Or does he say, that's great information. Okay, we now have a strategy that will win. That's, that's what happens. Sometimes we, your, your wife might make a suggestion. And you say, mm. you get that wall right up. You get that attitude. You don't know anything. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Huh? I've been guilty of that. I had this vision of Jesus Christ when we were at Bible school. And I I don't tell people this very much. We were in uh, the living room of this rented house we were renting. And Mamie's across... the room. I'm here. I'm uh, the general thinking she's trying to take my place. You understand what I mean by that? I'm kind of upset that she's got an idea that's better than mine. All of a sudden, all the walls leave this room. No more walls. Jesus walks down the hallway. You want to know that time stops? <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching him, and he comes up, turns around and looks at me, and sits down right inside of her. That gave me years to hear <laughs> What did you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Do you understand? Help me. Rule together, together, have dominion. Together. Let's don't abandon our post. That's part of leadership, guys. God is so good. This is what we've got to do. We've got to make a choice. What kingdom are we building? Whose kingdom are we building? This is what Joel says. Joel chapter 3, verse 9. We've got to be passionate about the things that last forever. Say to the nations far and wide, get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance for the attack. Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. Come quickly, all you nations everywhere. Gather together in the valley. And now the Lord calls out for your warriors. This, when we start being passionate about the kingdom of God, again, there's, you'll be able to see it in a person's eyes. You'll hear it in their voice. They're sure because they've spent time with God. We are just going to step into what God has already placed in our heart. We are warriors. You're not going to be. You already are. Anointed of God. Men. Anointed of God. Building his kingdom. Standing up for truth. Living a righteous life. Walking in integrity. Holding fast to what God has told us. We fight with the word of God. We fight on our knees in prayer. Amen. We fight with quiet time to know him and experience his presence. These are things that will allow us to run fearlessly to the front line. I remember that uh, movie, um, Frodo, what's it called? Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Uh, But there is a point in that movie that really just lit me up and it was when the little guy was giving an, uh, his, his view of what's happening he says well hopelessly outnumbered no help coming certain death and he goes what are we waiting for That lit me up. (laughs) Braveheart. He's telling his men. You know. Join the fight. You know. You might die. But if you run and you live. There's going to be a time in your life. When you're dying on your bed. Thinking why didn't I fight. We can't let these things escape from us. Now is the time. We are in the very last days. Now is the time to build the kingdom of God. Now is the time to stand for truth. Now is the time to stand for righteousness. Voice it. Now is the time to protect your family, your children. They need protection from this world. We're in this world, we're not of this world. We our weapons are divinely powerful from God Himself. We're warriors. We are warriors. We don't just fight. We fight for a cause. This cause is eternal. Jay was reading about an everlasting kingdom. And I love that one out of Daniel. That's, that's the kingdom we're fighting for. And it's real. And what we do here right now actually really matters. I don't want to stand before Jesus who is truth And he reveals my life. And I prove to be a coward. That's a forever wait. You'll love us. But I want to make up my mind before this situation happens that I know that I am going to give my life for the kingdom. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to tell my kids, I don't care if everybody in the world does it. We don't do it at this house. And you know that goes over real good with your kids. (laughs) They love you. Oh, thank you, Dad. (laughs) It's like, you know, my parents are so dumb. (laughs) You stand strong. Because later on they'll come back and say, thank you for raising me the way you did. We've heard that many times. Stand courageous. Stand bold. You're, you're backed by an eternal throne. And the one who sits on the throne, everybody who ever exists is going to bow their knee to him. And they're going to confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Glory to God. We should be bold. We should be strong. Without hesitation. And I'm not saying be stupid and cocky. Because we want that person saved. We want to open the book and say, look what we got. It can be yours too. That we need the men to be men and stand and take their place. Not back down. I have this. I read this and I loved it. It's the next slide, I think it is. This is, this is Confessions of a Warrior. Now, I'd like the men to stand up. And let's read this. I'll say it, then you follow along. I am a warrior in the army of God. Well, you better sound like you mean it. Because there's giants out there. And if you look at the giants and not know who's inside of you, you'll cower. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what we believe. I'm a warrior in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Love, faith, and prayer. And the word of God are the weapons of my warfare. I've been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, tested by fire. I'm a warrior. I'm in a place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, building his kingdom. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. Demons cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. Hell cannot handle me. I'm a warrior. Even death cannot destroy me. God is looking for a man who will put up the wall. Who will stand in the gap against the evil one. A man of courage, boldness, faith, and integrity. I'll be that man. I'll be that man. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. A warrior. Glory to God. That's who we are. And uh, the blinders have come off our eyes. This is really who we are. It's not who we're going to try to be. It's actually who we already are. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. God is good. Praise team if you want to come on up. Understanding this just brings us to the place of the front lines. You're you're courageous. You're brave and you're courageous. Right now, you don't even have to prove it. You just need to live it out. Let's bow our heads. thank you Jesus thank you for proving your tenacity your greatness your courage your bravery thank you for defeating the foes that we face we will not be like the soldiers of Ephraim Even when they had their bows, they ran from battle. We're going to represent you, Jesus, no matter where we go or what the circumstances might be. We're going to build your kingdom. I ask you, Father, that you would increase the anointing on all of men's lives in here. I pray that in their quiet time, Lord, that you your very presence comes to them and they experience you in a greater way. then I'm asking you to give us opportunity that we can go to the front line and fight. We'll look for the opportunity. We won't cower from it. We'll go right to it. Knowing that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It's a joy to be in your army, Lord. It's a joy. I thank you. I thank you. Now, if you're here today and you you aren't born again, you're running on your own courage. You need supernatural help. And if you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, what he'll do, he'll forgive you of your sins. Jesus himself says, unless you're born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. And then he made a way for you to be born again, and that's through him and only through him. If you're ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to raise your hand so that I can see it, and we'll pray. And that that prayer will be a supernatural prayer. The spirit of the living God will come And recreate your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we delight to do your will. Thank you for equipping us for every circumstances in our life and help us to remember that <laughs> in those circumstances that we can say to our own self I'm the hero of this battle and complete the mission